Um, Let's turn to John chapter 6. We're in John's Gospel, aren't we? Uh, Learning from John's Gospel together. Kids, I want you to listen out for food this morning because there's food in this Bible passage for sure. So um, listen out, John chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 15, and then we're going to have a bit of a think about that. Now, there's lots and lots going on in John chapter 6. So we're going to have headlines this morning for all of us, adults, children. Um, And then the growth group notes for this week are a little bit more substantial. And that will just help us to dig a bit deeper within our growth groups into some of the bigger stuff going on uh, in John chapter 6. There is too much uh, for one hit. So uh, we'll have a think uh, over the course of the week in our groups about this. But uh, John chapter 6, verses 1 to 15, look out for the food, kid. There must have been a lot of it. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing those who were ill. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Kids, I uh, love bread. I absolutely love bread. I know that sounds a bit plain and a bit boring, but like, I genuinely do love bread. I love this kind of bread. It's a bit posh, this, isn't it? And you dip it in things and that kind of that. I like this kind of bread. I think this might even have some olives in it or something. But I also, I like this kind of bread. I like um, sandwichy bread, you know, like packed lunch for school sort of sandwich. I like that kind of bread. I like that long bread. You like the long bread, you know, like a baguette and you chop it up, the French thing, yeah? And um, I like all kinds of bread. Do you like bread, kids? You like bread? Yeah, do you like toast? A bit of toast? Oh, not so sure. She's not so sure. And um, what, what do you like on your toast? Go on, what do you have on your toast? Butter, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there, girl. I'm with you there. Bread and butter. Bread and butter's fantastic, isn't it? You don't need fan- just bread and butter. Go on, Josh, you had your hand up. What do you have on your toast? Peanut butter. Peanut butter, yeah, sure. Go on. Jam, yeah, a bit of jam. Go on, Isaac. Scrambled eggs, yes. Yeah, I had some this morning, actually. 
Um, there's some of yours, I think. Um, any, anything else on your toast? Go on, adults, what do you like? Any Marmite people here? Have we got Marmite people? Go on, put your hand up if you're a Marmite person, just, just so we know who you are. Right, I am not a Marmite. <laughs> they love it, don't they? They're like, oh, we found a few of us. We'll get a little group together. Forget the men's curry night. We'll have a Marmite night for the Marmite people. Uh, go on, anything else you like on your toast? I can't believe you've not said chocolate spread, son. But uh, you like a bit of chocolate, yeah, a bit of Nutella, yeah, sometimes, or a bit of marmalade, or yeah, or honey, honey on toast, yeah. I, I love bread, I love different kinds of bread, and in John chapter 6, um, Jesus, and actually in our lives as well, Jesus wants to give, and he can give, and he does give, two different kinds of bread. Okay, and that's what we're going to think about this morning. All right, kids, just remember that. That's the headline, two different kinds of bread. And the first kind of bread that Jesus gives is bread for lunch. And that's what we just saw in that passage, isn't it? Jesus, he looked up, didn't he? Did you notice that in verse five? Jesus looked up and he saw this massive crowd of people. A lot of people, we'll come to that in a moment. And and as Jesus looked up and saw the crowd, That reminds us of something that happened in chapter 4. Jesus said to his disciples, the very same words are used, he he told them to look up and to see the people all around them, to see the spiritual harvest. That's what he told his disciples to do. But now in chapter 6, the same thing happens, but it's Jesus this time, and he looks up and he sees this massive crowd of people, and what does Jesus do when he sees a big crowd of people? What's the first thing on his mind, on his heart? He thinks, how are we going to feed them? That's what he thought, didn't he? Jesus thought, we need to feed these people. That's where Jesus' mind goes, and so that's what he wants to do. And he says, doesn't he, to Philip, where should we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked to to test Philip. And Philip says, well, Jesus, it would take half a year's wages. So like, let's get like your, your wages for half a year, put that all together, take that all to the shop, and then go and buy some bread, and then everyone would just have like a little bite to eat. There's so many people here. It would take so much food to feed all of these people. But then one of uh, Jesus' uh, disciples, his friends, uh, Andrew, comes along, doesn't he? Uh, And he's found this little boy. And what did the boy have? Did anyone notice what the boy had? He had something, didn't he? Go on. He had bread. He did have bread. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had bread and he had fish. That's right. So he had five small barley loaves that are small. There's not a lot. And, and, And how many fish? You remember? I'll, I'll stop at two and take two. It's like uh, auction, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> um, it, like, basically, he kind of had his lunchbox, didn't he? And he had a little bit of bread and a couple of fish, and maybe, maybe would have even fit in here. These little sections at the top are for, like, your grapes and your quinoa and the kind of stuff that Ben and Ian have in their lunches every day. Um, but... Um, but, but Jesus took that little, just, just that little boy's lunch, just that, kind of that. Jesus took it. And how many people did Jesus feed? Can you remember from the story? How many people did Jesus feed with that little lunch? Anyone remember? Yeah, that's right. There were 5,000 men there. And that's just counting the men. There would have been women and children as well. So at least 5,000 people, probably, maybe even 
10,000 people were fed from a little boy's lunch. Probably nothing bigger than this. Isn't that amazing? Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he handed it out. He distributed it to everybody and it fed all of those people. Now, when Jesus sees people like that, a big crowd of people, when Jesus meets people, he says, come and sit with me. Come and eat with me. Come and be with me. That's just what Jesus does when he meets people. And uh, later on in, in John's gospel, towards the end, uh, he says to his disciples, doesn't he? He says, come and have breakfast. And they have breakfast together. That's how Jesus rolls. He says, come and sit with me. Come and eat with me. Come and be with me. And you know, kids, that shows us a little bit of what God is like. God invites us to come to him, to be with him, to sit with him, to talk with him, to eat with him, to know him. That's what our God is like. Our God is, if I can put it like this, our God is a hospitable God. He loves for people to come near and to know him and to talk and eat with him. And you see a little bit of that here in Jesus. He feeds them. He gives them bread for lunch and he fed, wow, 5,000 to maybe even 10,000 people with that little lunch. Well, they're quite amazed, aren't they? And in verse 14, they go, whoa, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. They, they know this character was going to come better than Moses, better than all the other prophets of the Old Testament. And they go, I think, that's Jesus. He's the prophet, capital T, capital P. They're right, he is. And it's not too much of a leap from there to go, maybe he's the king. Maybe we ought to make him king. And at that point, what happens? Anyone notice? Jesus disappears, doesn't he? Jesus disappears. He withdraws to a lonely place on a mountain. And we'll think now about uh, that second kind of bread. Remember Jesus offers, Jesus gives two kinds of bread. Bread for lunch he gave them, didn't he? Bread for lunch and now bread for life. Now, a lot happens between where we were and where we're going, right? So uh, Jesus' disciples go across the lake on the water in a boat and in the evening, Jesus walks on water. Okay, we haven't even got time to talk about that, but Jesus walks on water and then Everyone's like, where's Jesus? And they all go around the lake and basically everyone ends up in Capernaum. Okay, this is a place called Capernaum. They're all there. Everyone's looking for Jesus. They find Jesus. And when they find Jesus, that great big crowd, they say to Jesus, when did you get here? And Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. You're looking for me because you got a full tummy when... I fed you the bread uh, and the fish. And Jesus in challenges them to believe in him. He's often saying that, isn't it? We've seen that in John's gospel. He, he challenges them to believe in the one that God the Father has sent him, Jesus. And they say to that, okay, what sign, what sign will you give us so that we might see it and believe you? They want to see a sign. Now, kids, this is uh, Britney Spears. Um, 
Thai culture here at McPhil. You're going to get an education. This is the Princess of Pop, right? And uh, th so this is Britney Spears, and she famously sang, didn't she? Give me a sign. Now, perhaps we won't go into the rest of the song and the lyrics or some of her other lyrics, but she did sing, give me a sign. And that's what these people are saying. Jesus, give us a sign. Give us something. Show us something so that we can see that and we'll believe in you. Give us a sign. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Because they've already had a few signs from Jesus. Think about John's gospel. No, sign number one. Any, anyone, can anyone tell me? Sign number one. Water into wine at a wedding. That's easy, isn't it? Alliteration. Water into wine at a wedding. That's sign number one. That's right. Uh, sign number two. Ooh, it was Rick, wasn't it? Uh, the official son, I think, in chapter four. Uh, and then there was the healing at the pool, sign number three. And then we've just seen five to 10,000 people fed their lunch and food left over from a lunchbox, haven't we? Wow, there's some signs. But they're like, we want to see a sign. And they're thinking about this and they go, hang on a minute. In the old, they get a bit confused at this point, uh, the, the, the crowd, but they say, hang, hang on a minute. In the Old Testament, God sent us bread from heaven. It rained down, manna came down on God's people in the Old Testament. And they get a bit confused. And so Jesus just comes and wraps it up and sums it up. And he says this, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life, Jesus says. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Now, kids, I want an honest answer from you and a straight answer. Is Jesus bread? No, he's not bread, is he? No, Jesus is God and he's human, right? He's a person, yeah? He's not bread. So why does Jesus say, I am the bread of life, if he's not bread. What does he mean when he says, I am the bread of life? Well, remember, two kinds of bread. He's given them bread for lunch, and he wants to give them bread for life. And he says, I am the bread of life. In the Old Testament, it was bread from heaven, wasn't it? The bread came down from heaven. And remember, we've learned this already, haven't we? Jesus is the one who comes down from heaven, down from above, to give life to the world. That's who he is. He's like better than that Old Testament bread down from heaven to give life to the world. And Jesus came not just to give lunch, not just to give a temporary bit of food sustenance, a bit of a snack time or something like that. No, Jesus came to give life, to raise people up, as he says in John 6, to raise us up that we would have eternal life, life forever. Now, the other thing about bread is that back then, and it's a bit the same now, back then bread was essential. What does that mean? What does, it, does anyone know what essential means? It's a funny word, isn't it? Go on, Gray. You need it. Yeah, thank you for boiling. That's brilliant. Yeah, concrete. You need it, don't you? Bread, you need it. Back then, you needed bread. It was essential. It was basic. It's what you needed to eat. They didn't have all the stuff that we have these days, but they needed bread. It was essential. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, what Jesus is saying is, you need me. I am essential. 
You need me if you want the life that is truly life. You need me if you want to have life forever. Jesus is not an add-on. He's not an extra. He's not a combo to share at the beginning. Jesus isn't a side dish. Jesus isn't a side salad. He's not a starter. No, Jesus is basic. He is essential. He is what you need if you want to have the life that is truly life. He is what you need. He is all you need. Jesus says uh, in the Old Testament, they ate the bread and eventually they died. But he says, feed on me and you will live forever. Believe in me, trust in me, and you will live forever. What do you think about that, kids? What do you make of that? Have a think about that. Jesus says, feed on me, believe in me, and you will have eternal life. Let me ask you, have you? Have you? Have you believed in Jesus? Uh, Are you feeding on, to use that picture language of Jesus, are you feeding on Jesus, believing him, trusting him? Uh, The way that the chapter ends, uh, right at the end of John chapter 6, after all that Jesus said, people are a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about that. And there are different ways that people react to Jesus. How do you react to Jesus? How do you respond to what Jesus said? Well, um, some of the people there, they went, oh, this is a bit hard what you're saying, Jesus. It's a bit tough. You know, some of the things that Jesus says are hard. They are tough. And they grumble a bit. And uh, those people, well, they went away. They left Jesus. They were called his disciples, but they left Jesus and they went away somewhere else. That was their reaction to Jesus. Is that that you? You know, you think, some of the stuff Jesus says is a bit hard. It's a bit tough. It's a bit unpalatable I'm not sure about it and so you go somewhere else I think Jesus would say you need to feed on me if you want the life that is truly life but uh, that's how they reacted it's not how everyone reacted because Peter at that very moment turns to Jesus and goes to whom shall we go they're all going they're going somewhere else he goes to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life. You see what Peter is saying there? Where else can we go, Jesus? You have the words of eternal life. And Peter chose uh, to stick with Jesus. Some of the things that Jesus says are tough. They are hard. They don't fit with our culture today. They jar. You might feel uncomfortable about some of the things that Jesus says. But the things Jesus says bring life. He has the words of eternal life. And he says to you this morning, feed on me and live. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for Jesus. And I thank you that he came from heaven to bring life to the world. Father, would you help us to respond to Jesus to trust in him, to not go somewhere else, but to come to him and to find in him the words of eternal life, to find in him the life that is truly life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.